0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Resilience and STEM podcast. I hope everyone had a pretty good and pretty successful final season. I know when I finished up my finals, I was really happy they were over so I could finally relax and just kind of like take some time to rest. I know the day after I finished like my last final, I took, I slept like for 12 hours, 12 or 13 hours. And... When I woke up the next day, I just felt so disoriented. And for the past few weeks, I've been getting stuff done, but definitely I don't really know what day of the week it is sometimes. So I feel like I'm getting things done, but it's kind of nice knowing that I'm not really on a schedule and I'm just kind of like doing my own thing and relaxing. So I thought we would start out with the graduate school update. So um, right now I have a finalized list of the schools I'm going to be applying to. And I've been looking at some pre-PhD programs. So these are pretty much like orientations of certain campuses and how they look like. Not many schools offer this. So only two schools that um, offer this for like the fields I'm interested in, like the PhD programs I'm interested in applying to have been Princeton and the University of Pennsylvania. So those are two campuses that I um, apply like two applications are applying to, but essentially those pre-PhD programs have been, are pretty much for students who are underrepresented backgrounds and um, who are interested in applying in um, PhD programs in STEM fields, so it's just basically like showing them around the campus, showing them what campus resources they have to help the students succeed. And there's pretty much a lot of mentorship opportunities with current graduate students who are in the PhD programs and faculty, so talking about their expertise. so. I've been finishing up my applications with that and I can attach the link to the one I applied to to see if that's interest of you and you could probably find some others at other campuses that are hosting these PhD programs that are similar to what you do. Um, they typically last just like over a weekend or three days essentially. In addition, I've been starting the PhD application cycle. I feel right now in June, it's a really good time to get started with that. So essentially what I've been doing is making a list and I've been making an Excel sheet pretty much and starting my application just seeing like what information I need to put in, what are the short answer questions and making sure I have a rough outline during the summer and I can work on it and start getting some good first drafts. Um, Also some good advice here. Um, is to look at fee waivers so I know um, application costs can rack up a lot especially if you plan on applying to a lot of graduate schools doesn't matter if it's masters or a phd program doesn 't matter which field it is they 're going to be quite expensive I know a lot of applications they start out around like fifty dollars and they could even go up to like a hundred dollars and it could even be more if you're an international student. So definitely thinking about how much those applications cost. So definitely if you feel like you can afford to apply to these certain programs, or you feel like it's a lot of money, you can email the coordinators early ahead of time, which is why I say you start the, PhD, the application cycle like in June. Um, so that way you can reach out to them if there is any concern with getting a fee waiver, um, just explaining your situation or filling out a form so you can get that fee waiver and you don't have to pay for your application fee or it's a reduced fee, something like that. So definitely looking at it or starting the application process or starting opening your applications in June can be very beneficial because you can see, okay, would I need a fee waiver? In addition for that, a lot of people who um, coordinate the PhD program, they prefer that you reach out to them earlier in the application process so they have enough fee waivers to give out. Typically, if you reach out to them like closer to the end of the submission deadline for the application, they're most likely not going to give it to you because they probably ran out. So they only have a certain limited fee waivers they can give out to students. So definitely look into that. But I feel we can talk about something that's really important, and as we're getting into the summer, I would talk about summer research experiences, which are really beneficial experiences for anyone wanting to go into a research career, or it doesn't, mainly it's STEM, but if you anyone to go to a research career, I feel these are great opportunities for students. Um, I started looking like my sophomore year, essentially, and I was doing research at my lab at Texas A&M, but I kind of began thinking about um, doing these summer research experiences, and essentially they are like opportunities where you can go to other universities and kind of like train under a lab for the summer, and it's a great way to just learn some skills, and for me, I had a good incentive because although I do neuroscience research and I want to do like a PhD in the neuroscience field, um, I realized that I want to learn more about neurodegenerative disorders in the brain because that's something I'm really interested in pursuing. That in my PhD, so I really want to get that experience under my belt in these summer research experiences, and they're offered for you. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to apply for them. And so far, in last summer of 2022, I had the. Um, um, opportunity to do research at Harvard University, specifically their Stem Cell Institute. I was accepted into their program. And this summer, I'm going to be going to the University of California at Berkeley. So... So far, these experiences have been really life-changing for me. They've really solidified my my intent on going into a research career and gave me the confidence to feel like I can be successful in doing this. And just because I'm underrepresented STEM and I have these backgrounds and I can be successful at these really top institutions. So they've really been an eye-opener for me and allowed me to really expand my network and learn a lot new things. Um... So just want to start out here that um, a lot of these um, research experiences, um, they're mainly for undergraduates, but here's the main things that they have. So usually you're matched into a lab in this process. So this allows you to stick with that lab for the entire um, extent of the program. It ranges from like eight to 10 weeks. Some of them have just a five week program. Um, You just need to look into that, just looking in that, but it allows you to learn new things and new techniques. Uh, Last summer at Harvard, I learned about um, this neurodegenerative disorder called developmental and epileptic encephalopathy, uh, which is a type of epilepsy in infants, and I was able to model that disease using a bunch of techniques I learned. Um, in addition to that, since you're matched into a lab, you get to talk to postdocs and current graduate student students on what they've done. And you get to talk to the principal investigator in the lab so that also while you get to hear their story and you get to really connect with them, it's also a good opportunity for a future letter of recommendation. So making sure that you have that extra connection there. Um, they also have seminars. Um usually they have like seminars like once a week and they're mainly about professional development opportunities or how to get into graduate school or combating like mental health in academia what are the best ways to do that or staying connected with your peers so a lot of these seminars are made for you to learn about your success or just learn more about the topic I know last year we had like an introduction the history of stem cells and while it wasn't like um, we had to memorize and take a test over. It It was just nice to hear about what the history was and like just learning about different types of stem cells and how they impact current healthcare. And for the professional development aspect of it, it's definitely helped me see how I can write a manuscript well and like what does it take to make a good graduate application and just things like that. Um, in addition to that, the connections are so important. You're going to meet a lot of new people and faculty. Um, so in terms of the your cohorts or the other undergraduates who are going to be with you in this experience, um, they're going to come from all over the country or even the world. So you're going to learn about a, a bunch of different perspectives in science or in the field that you're interested in and it'll challenge you to think a little bit differently or just find ways how to communicate to people who aren't in a similar background as you are or have don't have the same experience as you are. So it's really a good time and they actually kind of become one of your closer friends and you can just like keep on touch with them. In addition, the faculty and members in the lab, those are great connections to have. And you get to explore the area. So specifically for me, like when I went to Harvard last summer, I really got to experience the Harvard area. I mean, not the Harvard area, excuse me, the Boston area. So I got to experience the Boston area uh, and see uh, what is offered there, and what the life is like, and what different things you could do there. So, dining out on weekends, hanging out with friends, going shopping or just touring around and just being a tourist for a week. Uh, and this summer, I'm going to be in Berkeley, which is near San Francisco. So I'm going to be going around San Francisco on the weekends or grabbing some bite to eat or just seeing what the city has to offer. Um, just so sort of seeing like what the area is like. And I feel that's pretty important, especially when you go into a graduate school, because you're going to be spending a lot of time in that area. So especially for a master's, you can maybe get away with it. But at least for a PhD, you're going to be spending a decent amount of time there is at least around like five years of your life in this location so for me it's very important to know that like I'm going to do well in this location and I'm going to really enjoy my time there and I'll be successful so that's something that you really need to know make sure that you can do well in this area oh and there's one very important thing about these summer research experiences They are free. There is no application cost. The only cost really is your time. So I didn't have to pay a fee for these programs or to apply to any of these programs and just see like how I did. So essentially, there's it's completely free to apply and there's no limit on the number of applications you can submit. I know the first time I applied, I applied to a range of schools, current like ranging from Texas A&M summer research programs to um, UT Southwestern, which is a medical, a really good medical center to Michigan, Rutgers, um, and even Harvard. And, um, I applied to a few of them and I was fortunately accepted to over half of them. Um, and some I got rejections for, but it's just kind of like a little bit of numbers game. So I think a good number to apply for applications, I think would be like five to seven because you definitely don't want to be Um, stretching yourself too thin and not spending time on the quality of your applications but definitely um, they're free to apply to so honestly it's not like you're going to be thinking about the cost of it if that it's time so yeah just like a good note to think about that so yeah And overall, these programs have made me feel like I have the skills and the mentality that I can complete a PhD wherever I end up, and I will do great in a research career. So although this gave me a lot of connections and the knowledge, I felt very reassured overall that I'm going to be doing a great job and like I have the tools to succeed. So joining these research experiences, they really make... Um, your application really stand out, I believe. And I feel they're a good way to test if you're really wanting to do a research career. Um, I felt even like last year, some of the people who joined, they were kind of do- thinking about doing an MD, PhD, or just an MD. And doing that experience, although they had a great time and they really enjoyed the people, they kind of realized that doing an MD, PhD is probably too much. And that's what led them to just pursue an MD. So honestly... It's a great experience to just know like what kind of path you want to take and where your goals are. Or some people, they decide they just want to do a PhD or actually they decide I want to do an MD PhD. And that's definitely a new path that you can think about or think about like what you want to do in your future. So it's given me a lot of confidence in the future and I've loved this experience overall. So you're kind of telling me this about these programs, and essentially they're really great, and they look really good on your application so a lot of people they like having summer research experiences because it allows um, these a at least for the the application board it shows them that um the applicants are really interested, and they've been selected at top institutions to do research in, and they've had their own projects. So it really shows that they're really committed to doing um, a PhD or a research career. So. I've told you about the really perks of the program and why it's so great and that they're free. But the next question is that, how do I look for these programs and how do I apply to them? So just to preface overall, um, here are some of the requirements. So you have to be an undergrad usually. Um, doesn't matter if you're from a community college, a two-year institution or a four-year institution, you just have to be an undergraduate student. So if you're a post bachelor student, sorry. I always say that word wrong post-baccalaureate or if you're a current master's student wanting to do a PhD, it's not really for you um, and you need a little bit of research experience so maybe like a semester to a year just so you kind of know some general lab experience and some expectations of you so that way when you're thrown into the experience you kind of know what you're signing up for a little bit and just seeing like what the lab environment is like. Um, in addition just some like general requirement it can be for any research interest really you just have to like make sure you communicate that why you want to do that research interest and why you want to be part of that research experience the summer research experience and it's mainly for people who want a research career so people who are going who want to go into professional schools such as medical school dental school um I'm thinking like an MBA um this these programs aren't really for that kind of scenario. These are mainly people who want to do um, a PhD, an MD, PhD, maybe even master's or figure that out, but they know they want to do a research career. So that's definitely something that you need to look into and see like if you really want to do a research career, it doesn't matter what field it is, um, but look into that and see like what the requirements are. But those are tend to be the general requirements for most of the programs so definitely for research experience make make sure you have at least a semester um but you could look at these other programs and i'll talk about how to look at them but some of them they don't even require uh research experience if like formally like research lab experience not like class lab experience um so yeah if you are wondering how to get involved in a research lab so you can get that research experience I will recommend that you go to episode two of my podcast and which talks about how to get involved in a research lab and how to get in research so yeah so how to look at that so applications typically open on October November and close February March um and typically what I did is that Whenever they open, like October, November, um, I typically um, worked on them over the winter break. So I technically would start setting up the applications and just putting my profile information in on Thanksgiving break and just setting up the programs I want to apply to. And on winter break is when I would work on the essays and making sure all my short answer questions my essays are really strong and they're really good. And then I would turn them in at the end of the winter break, which is around the middle of January or the or around February. So most um, summer research experience programs will admit um, people from outside home institutions. Um, so that's a good note to have. So go explore other places. So this is a good opportunity for you to like get out of your home university um, and go experience other places. So definitely if you want to go to California or you want to go to like the DC area apply to schools near that area because usually those programs they have a requirement that they can't admit that many people from their home institution because the goal of these research experiences at least for the administrative side is to bring a lot of prospective students so they learn about the program the graduate programs offered at the institution where the experience is at so that's something really important to look at um just keep in mind that like even though for me I knew this I still applied to um, programs at Texas A&M but I kept my options open and I only applied to one program at A&M and I applied to a bunch around the country so that's some good information to know so definitely looking at the end of the fall semester or your fall quarter start looking at these applications so where can you look at them Um, one really good place you can look at that is looking at the National Science Foundation website. So, um, this basically is the National Science Foundation. I will preface here. It's essentially a foundation that they fund, um, projects in science or summer research experiences and basically things like that. They have done a lot of work to fund summer research experiences, which is why they have a huge database so when you go to National Science Foundation website, they basically have a bunch of categories of research you would like to do. So let's say I'm interested in plant biology. So they're going to have a plant biology section and you can they have a list of all the institutions that have a summer research experience related to plant biology or similar things like that. So from there you can find where these institutions are and what the program of uh, what the program is and what the application typically looks like for them and their deadlines. Um, And in addition to that, you can also like kind of research a topic or that you're interested in. So for me personally, I'm interested in neuroscience research. So I can look up summer research experience in neuroscience and I can press enter on Google and find a bunch of lists of summer research experiences that I could apply to. And that's actually how I found the one at, um, I'm trying to think, I found the one at Michigan that way. And it was a really great, really great way to find that one. But that one is also on the National Science Foundation website. So they're both really great areas. And also other things you could probably Google is maybe look up your location or a faculty member you want to like mentor with. So you can look up summer research experiences in Los Angeles and then you can find all of them if you really want to be in that area. So... That's another way how to look for those programs. Another thing you could do is ask an advisor of your department or ask um, your principal investigator of your research lab. They have a lot of experience and you're probably not the first one looking about these summer research experiences. So definitely looking into that and seeing uh, what they suggest for you and what other programs there are. Um, definitely looking on how to apply. I talked about the timeline that applications open on October, November, and they typically close on February and March. And you will typically hear your results around March and early April. They're pretty fast on that. Um, so definitely some advice that I would give on this application is just making sure that you stay on track of that. So let's talk a little bit more on the application. As I said before, it's free, so it's no cost. Um, The only really cost really is your time. Um, In your application portal, here's some um, typical things you'll want to have um, or they'll ask from you. They'll probably ask a resume, an unofficial transcript, Around two letters of recommendation and a couple short answer or essay questions. So these essay questions can typically range from a personal statement, um, your research experiences, and your diversity and inclusion statement. Um, typically, these um, prompts will be very similar, dip- like wherever you apply to. So typically, what I did um, and some advice I did is that I typically wrote. A s- The general essay when I wanted to write, and I wrote specific paragraphs that are tailored for the program and why specifically wanted to be part of that um, summer research experience. So that definitely helped solidify my choice. Um, I thought it was a good idea specifically, so I could really get a good idea on like why I want to apply there. But I also could save some time and just work on a general essay and look at just um what the programs offer me and just have one paragraph specifically talking about the specific program i'm applying to also some other advice is get editing help from your principal investigator your graduate student or your friends because they have a lot of different perspectives on how to make your writing stronger and i suggest that um another advice i will give you guys is when i apply to these programs since i applied to a few is i um I strongly recommend that you guys have, like, a spreadsheet or at least, like, a kind of Google calendar on when the deadlines for your applications are happening because you definitely don't want to be caught surprised, like, in the middle of winter break and you realize one of your applications is accidentally due in January instead of February Um, because I know one of them I applied to was due January and I was like, why is this so early? But i still had to hear by january that it was due so definitely looking at the deadlines and making sure you are submitting the correct application information um because for me i did not um, do that i did not want to make sure i want to give the right application information for the right um, summer research experience or else that would be a nightmare um so definitely keep in mind on doing that Um, And just some final notes is that whenever you hear by, you hear the results, this is a really important thing for these summer research experiences. They're not typically like school acceptances uh, where you have a set deadline to hear back. And typically these schools, they won't give you the answer or like what they think or like your results at the same time. So you'll probably hear at different times for each institution you apply to or to each program. So like for an example, um, the last two summers I've had results starting from February all the way to the end of March, just ranging and they never came at the same time. The reason why this is important to know is that some programs give you actually... I've had this experience with actually all these programs, I think about it, they only give you a week to two weeks to decide to commit into the program, and it looks really bad if you back out of the program last minute, so I don't suggest doing that, I suggest like committing to the program you get accepted into, but it's really not the best thing in the world that it happens, but uh, definitely keep in mind that you may hear from other programs earlier, and you may have to decide if you want to commit to that program, or kind of gamble a little bit and wait a little, wait a little longer on it. So yeah, just some advice I would probably give on that. Um, So that's a good idea to think about. Um, But overall, these summer research experiences are great opportunities and they're pretty life-changing so that every undergrad interested in a research career or a PhD should explore and even think about applying to um, they typically really look good on graduate school applications, so I suggest you apply to them. They've been really good experiences for me, and they've kind of been the best experiences of my undergraduate career going to these programs, and I'm really excited for this upcoming summer going to San Francisco, so I'll probably let you know some updates on how that goes, but that is the rest of this episode I want to talk about, so thank you so much for hearing me, and I'll see you next month.